It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? You found us once again in Lax Class. Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. This is episode 91. Welcome. we got a great program lined up for you. I keep saying we, so I might as well bring in my co-host right off the top here before we say anything else for episode number 91 from NLL Productions in between the benches for the Philly Wings broadcast as well. Miss Devin Caney co-hosting this week. Devin, thanks for doing this. Uh, first time I've ever had a female co-hosting, so you're breaking ground here on Lacrosse Classified. Welcome. Wow. I did not know I was making history for your podcast. That makes it even more exciting. Uh, Jake, thanks for having me. When yeah. you reached out, I I forget who suggested it. I feel like I need to give him a shout-out. Jimmer. Was it, Jim? it was it the Jimmer. Yes, it was indeed yeah. the Jimmer. And uh, truth be told, you were on the list. I've, I kind of started this thing with Pat Gregoire, I want to say, I don't even know what it was, probably 10 weeks ago now, kind of when COVID kicked in and and uh, maybe even longer than that. And, and then I just started kind of matching like Pat with Halifax and Brad with Vancouver and uh, Austin with Toronto and, and away we went and then it just kind of kept going. And now I only have like three or four teams left. Uh, Philadelphia up this week. Let's get it out there. Tracy Koleski, assistant coach for the Philly Wings. Hall of Famer will join us here on the program. Uh, we should also be truthful. We tried to effort Blaze Reardon down in Utah. Blazer did not return my, my text, which is totally okay. His chaos or not doing particularly well down there in Utah. Blaze is doing great, but the chaos... Blaze is doing great. Yeah, the chaos, not so much, and uh, Blaze probably just doesn't want to talk to me. So I totally get it. We'll get Blaze back on another time. But uh, looking forward to TK here, and uh, listen, we had Ben McIntosh on just last week, and, and normally we're, we're going to save all the signings and that sort of thing for, for quick sticks, but I think this deal here is big enough to talk about right off the top, and, and that's uh, somebody that's entering your neck of the woods, Devin, and that's one Benjamin McIntosh, who we had on episode 90 just last week, did Ryan Flaherty and I, and now all of a sudden he is a member of the Philadelphia Wings, so we're not going to have him back on, but uh, pretty exciting big deal here as Josh Courier, two first-round picks go to the Saskatchewan Rush, Ben McIntosh going to Philadelphia with a, with a couple of second-rounders and a third-rounder thrown in there as well, if I'm not mistaken. This... Uh, you know, Challen Rogers signed in the seven-year deal. Everybody's talking about that. And then it was like, hold my beer, Philadelphia and Saskatchewan hook up for a big one. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. Uh, sad to lose Courier in Philly, but, you know, Ben Ben went to Drexel and now he lives back here now. Yeah. Uh, so it does make sense. I don't know, Jake. This might be kind of controversial for me to ask you. Mm. But I'm curious, who do you think got the better better end of this trade? Well, if you if you saw my tweet, I, I said this is a good deal for both teams. I don't. There's nothing controversial about it. Saskatchewan, right. like you mentioned, Ben living in Philadelphia from his, his life is set up there. Girlfriend, fiance went to school there, so he he knows what Philly's all about. That's where he's living right now. He was going to enter unrestricted free agency a year from now. And this way, Saskatchewan, not only do they get the, the two first-round picks, and you cannot have enough of those, as John Arlotta and Derek Keenan will always tell you. So they, they had offers to even get three or four first-round picks, uh, apparently, but they wanted a player coming back the other way. And Josh Courier, I think not quite the power forward that Ben is, but he can create his own shot. He's very slippery off ball. And I think Rush Nation is really going to like Josh Curry. He's a heck of a lacrosse player and they get the two first yeah. round picks, but Philly is getting a bona fide. Like he is like the premium. I had to chuckle at the comments on, on the wings thread on Twitter about losing Josh Courier and and that's oh, people were so yeah, upset. That's, I know. 
<laughs> it's a good sign, right? That's a good sign for Saskatchewan that they care about Josh Curry and they're upset about losing Josh Curry, but I don't think they realize exactly what they're getting in number 90. They are going to love Ben McIntosh. And now you look, Crowley, Hickey, McIntosh, like – Look out for the Philadelphia offense here moving forward. And I don't think they're done yet. I'm hearing whispers in, in free agency that uh, maybe the kitty might be coming to Philly in Corey Small. Not announced yet. I think there were. I think it's close, but uh, nothing mm-hmm. official yet. But, man, if they get Corey Small into that lineup on the other side of the floor now, look out in Philadelphia up front. I think they need a little work on the D, but, man, offensively, right. I think they can rival anybody. <laughs> I know. I know, and then I saw, and this obviously didn't pan out, I saw some rumors about them getting Callum Crawford. Mm. Uh, Obviously, he just signed with New York, so that did not turn out to be the case. But I was like, how much more offensive power do they need at this point? I don't think I've ever said that about any pro team in my life. But at that point, I was like, do do they even need Callum Crawford? I mean, Callum's an incredible player, um, but then New York scooped him. But I do yeah. know Paul Day is familiar with Corey Small, so obviously, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned Crawford because uh, that kind of came in late. I kind of had my show prepped here and and uh, didn't forgot to add that to the list, which you know he's the leading scorer <laughs> of last year and and the biggest free agent signing out there. Uh, no disrespect to Cody Jamison, who's still weighing his options, but uh, Blues the himself Callum Crawford now a member of the New York Riptide and uh, that's a big get for them and you're right like I you you look at offenses and every successful offense whether I don't care what team it is or what league it is you have to have some role players in your offense the guys that are going to go set the picks don't need the ball in their stick to do the dirty work and and you mentioned like small coming into that offense if he there is such a thing as having too many of the similar type player where everybody needs the ball in their stick. Everybody wants to do this sort of thing. And, and you just don't, there's not enough ball to go around and, and the ball just dies Mm -hmm. and sticks. So, um, teams have to be careful about that. They, they, you need to have a little bit of ingredients there on your offense. Guys are willing to do things, uh, off ball and away from the ball that, uh, not everybody offensively is willing to do, if you know what I'm saying there. So big, yeah, big news, Ben McIntosh, Philadelphia Wings, Callum Crawford, New York Riptide, episode number 91 of Lax Class, uh, quarter one here, and in quarter one, Devin, as I know you know, as a dedicated listener here, is who we had, and it's brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear, one of your favorite stores to shop online, I'm sure, Devin, whether you're having a staycation or this summer may take you somewhere around the province or country. Stampede Tack and Western Wear in Cloverdale has got you covered. Selection of riding gear, Western gear to keep you covered in the summer. They have a wide array of hats to keep you protected. Stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Out there in Cloverdale since 1966 at the corner of Highway 10 and 180th. Uh, open, new store hours. Check them out or go online, stampede.ca. Who we had, Devin Caney, and I know, listen, you're you're from Philadelphia. You're fairly new to the sport of lacrosse. Some of these guys are Canadian summer ball legends, and some of them not aren't, aren't even that. So you may not know <laughs> a few of these guys, and I totally get it. You will know a few because they're NLL stars currently. But uh, the results are in here. Round two, four more guys have advanced to round number three. We'll have four more fights coming up for you and who you got in quarter four as well. But let's get to it here. Uh, Just talked to the champ yesterday. In fact, uh, cute little picture there with Andrew Suter and his new baby, JJ, and the the little – did you see this where he was waiting by the phone for an offer for JJ during free agency? Suits, you see that picture? Yes, I did. And it was so cute. And I have to say, Andrew Suter has become my, like, favorite quarantine content commentator (laughs) in the league. He is. He comes up. I don't think I've done one Instagram Live with a player where Andrew Suter's name doesn't come up, either, like, from him commenting on it or 
whoever I'm talking to mentioning how much they love Scooter. Like, well, you got to get. I, I feel like maybe I should just get them on for twenty-two questions. I know, I know. I feel like I, I do need to have him on now because yeah. wow. he's he's the epic commentator. And then, if you, uh, but yes, I saw that. I saw that photo. If so you cute. get a, if you get a few drinks into him, it gets even better. Uh, just so you know. So it's Andrew Suter, <laughs> and he takes out uh, Painsbury here, which I I butchered his name on Twitter. I added an extra R, which I totally feel terrible about because I get upset when people don't put two T's in my last name. So one R in Amesbury, but you're done in round two, 172 votes here, 68% for the champ. He's got a tough matchup coming up next though, because this man won his fight as well, pretty convincingly. And I know he's one of your favorite players as well. And Brody Merrill, 71% as he takes out the kid from Victoria, Chris, no fear, Kinnear. He is gone in round two. Brody Merrill and Andrew Suter meeting up in round three. That should be a gem. Mm, that should be very interesting. I love Brody Merrill. I also find it so interesting that everyone, you know, he's obviously a pretty intimidating guy to go up against on the floor. But in person, I think he's like oh. the nicest, most soft-spoken, <laughs> well-spoken person. So it's always so funny to me. Because same with like Dan Dawson, yeah. where I talk to them and they're so nice. And then I, I see these videos and hear these these stories of them fighting and, and how people are terrified of them. And I'm like, wow, they, they really uh, switch it on when they get on the floor. Well, I, guess. I tell you what, like I'm just looking at the rest of the names on this list. And I think that could be said for just not, probably not everybody, but just about everybody. Like check out these next two yeah. guys here. Uh, big battle here going on, but Jeff Snyder with 67%. I got Snyder going deep in this. Takes out the new coach of the New York Riptide. Former Toronto Rock heavyweight in Denny. Big Dog Latasseur is done in round two. Is Snyder moving on? 134 votes in this one, and none of these fights are very close, but again, there's two guys in Snyder and Latasseur. Mean piece of business on the floor. Great guys off the floor. Yeah, yeah. Same with uh, Billy D. Smith. Well, right there here. you go. It's Isn't just, it? yeah, just about to say Big Billy D. Smith. Uh, mean Matty Green, tough matchup here. He was a little disappointed. This thing got over 200 votes here, but uh, both could, that could be said for both these guys as well. Matt Green, super nice guy off the floor. Son of a bitch on the floor, but he's done in round two. Billy D. Smith, uh, Buffalo Bandits, Rochester Nighthawks, Halifax Thunderbirds. Moving on, 63% mm -hmm. of the vote. Uh, so look out next round here. There's Jeff Snyder up against Billy D. Smith in round three. Yikes. Ooh, yeah. Good one. Yeah. Good one. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I think that's it for quarter number one. And let's see. The, I know you just got off vacation. How was that? Uh, it was great. It was great. Uh, it was like, you know, as much of a vacation that I, I could have taken in this time, we just went to the beach where uh, the Jersey Shore is like an hour and a half from oh, Philadelphia. So okay. it wasn't it wasn't a crazy trip. I also worked through a lot of it. Um, I know I was I bugging you the whole week. I felt terrible about it <laughs> when you were on vacation. Yeah. No, no, no. It's totally fine because no matter what, every time I, I say I'm taking vacation and I'm going to unplug. Like, <laughs> Welcome just, to the lacrosse you know, I world. I can't stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Away from the lacrosse content, Jake. That's so, how it works. Uh, uh, yeah. well, welcome. I, I've been doing it for like 40 years, and and we don't have summer lacrosse here in Canada for the first time in like since I've been born, and it's the craziest mm -hmm. thing to me ever. Like I just I do not know what to do with my summer without without lacrosse. So uh, BC day and I here. Think yeah. I, I was just gonna say I feel like that's why you know the NLL and PLL tournaments have been oh god getting so much traction because every it's like <laughs> yeah. feeding everyone's lacrosse addiction totally. so at least we have that totally yeah three big PLL games coming up uh, well today when when you listen to this podcast when it comes out on Tuesday three matchups. For the PLL as they roll on. But, yeah, that's been great. The MLL tournament was great. And uh, hopefully we get back to some NLL. Uh, well, we got the draft coming up. They haven't announced the date yet. But we, we know kind of mid-September that's going to roll out. We'll look forward to that. And then uh, hopefully we're back in arenas playing some, some NLL across here come 
January. Uh, BC Day here in British Columbia. Beautiful, gorgeous, long weekend Monday. I am bringing you the goods here on episode number 91. No weeks off. I know like Jenner took a week off for his birthday. I'm here on a long weekend cranking out content for you, the listener. Just keep that in mind every single week we're coming at you. We're going to take a quick Is that a dig? Is that a dig? It's heavy. Yeah. (laughs) We're coming back. Yeah. No, why not? Why not? Coming back, quarter two, Tracy Koleski, coach of the Philadelphia Wings, is next year on Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Craig Rubzinski, the voice of the Rochester Nighthawks. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and Fox Lacrosse. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. You just heard uh, from Mr. Borelli, Craig Rubzinski right there, uh, welcoming you back to Lacrosse Class. You also just heard from Associated Labels and Packaging at AssociatedLP.com. Best in the business when it comes to labels and packaging. They focus on people, ethics, quality, labels and packages, of course. And they're family-owned 40 years down there in Coquitlam. Sean Ashworth, uh, Dad Rusty there. I saw a little picture on Instagram with those guys. Looking good and doing good things at Associated LP. Now, episode 91 into the second quarter. Jake Kelly and Devin Caney with you. And now joined by the assistant coach of the Philadelphia Wings. He's an NLL Hall of Famer as well. Tracy Koleski back on the program. Uh, TK, my man, how are you? Tumble, great, buddy. Devin, how are you? Uh, no, I'm doing good, really good. Back in uh, in Peterborough for the for the summer, uh, lacrosse business as usual, a little bit slower, obviously with uh, COVID and all those uh, all that all that's happened this summer. But what, nonetheless, in Peterborough and working on lacrosse stuff, so yeah. life's good. God's country, as I know, you it's, say. It's weird. It's weird, Tracy, to think the last time I saw you, I think, was at the Wells Fargo Center at the last game. It feels like that was years ago, decades ago. Yeah, yeah, it, and you know what it does, and it's it's funny because actually our last game of the year when we were in Georgia, even um, it was back to back. We played Philly the night before, and then we went to Georgia. I know even mm-hmm. Paulie's uh, uh, game pre-game speech was like, "Don't take this for granted. You never know when you're going to get an opportunity um, to to play in this league, so on and so forth." And lo and behold, that was the last game we ever played. So it does seem like an eternity ago, and. Uh, yeah, just looking, looking forward to getting back at it. Yeah, we're, we're coming yeah, up on yeah. five months or so, I think, since uh, the pandemic hit here. And, and it, you're right, Devin, it seems like about a year and a half since uh, we've played a lacrosse game here. But uh, free agency is, is booming here, TK. Rumors uh, swirling around the Philadelphia Wings. I don't know if we want to do any speculating or not, but uh, let's maybe you can touch on on the big deal uh, that went down just a few days ago, acquiring Ben McIntosh for Josh Currier. Uh, you got to be pretty excited being a former right-handed O guy. You know that position pretty well, and Ben McIntosh, one of the best in the game right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Obviously, uh, it, it hurts seeing a guy like Josh go. I have an unbelievable relationship with Josh. I've worked with Josh um, essentially since he's been about 17 years old, coaching him back in Peterborough Junior A and having the opportunity to work the last couple of seasons with him in, in Peterborough, uh, in, in Philadelphia. So um, it, it, it stings a little bit uh, losing a guy like that and someone who I have a good, great relationship with. But nonetheless, when you bring in a guy like McIntosh, it, it kind of eases that, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that sting a little bit. Because, yeah, I... I've always kind of looked at him as one of the premier righties in the league, premier players in the league. He's definitely, uh, you know, in my opinion, um, I think he's one of the best, if not the best righty in the game right now. So when you can bring on an asset like that, I think uh, obviously you have to give something up, which we did. And I think the deal made sense for, quite frankly, for both parties looking at, you know, what such fastest needs were and and moving into um, the future for them as well. So it was a good deal all around. And yeah, really excited to, 
to get Mac in our lineup and work with him and him being a Philly boy. Well, not a Philly boy per yeah, se, but now that he's now that he's living much. in Philly, I think, I think it made a whole lot of sense. So I'm excited for it. Definitely really excited. Are there more moves in your future? I need to know. I've seen, I like, I've gotten texts. <laughs> Just I've right at you. Like, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Give us the inside scoop here, TK. Like, I've gotten so many texts from even just my coworkers being like, are the Wings going to sign? Like, I was telling Jake earlier, someone asked me if you guys were going to sign Callum Crawford. Obviously, that didn't pan out. I was like, I don't know who you guys think I'm communicating with, but I have no information here. So, I'm looking to yeah. you for the scoop. You know what? I, I do like playing my uh, my game, the odd, the odd game of euchre and cards, and I, I try to keep my cards as close to my chest as I possibly can. <laughs> and and to, to answer your question, uh, I think we're, we're definitely there's some things in the works. Uh, specifically, I, I'm not I'm not going to divulge on that. But um, again, I, I know that uh, you know Paul and Landon. There's there's a reason why he won General Manager of the Year. They're constantly working. Uh, the phones and working and again collectively as a staff we're talking about you know pe- the, the right pieces that we want to bring in to um, quite frankly win a championship and you know after after two years and again we we had a little, few hiccups the first year but nonetheless I think we, we did a great job of um, building a culture and bring, building a locker room that people wanted to be a part of and obviously our success last year was uh, almost indicative to what we, we thought it was going to be and now here we are year three and I think uh I'd be foolish to say that we weren't, we aren't looking to win a championship and build build a championship caliber team. And with, you know, the free agency, that's, that's, you know, we're in it right now. Um, I know we're exploring all options uh, to put the right pieces together so that we are uh, uh, that, that championship caliber team. Speaking with Tracy Koleski here, the, the Philadelphia Wings. And I wanted to ask you that TK, like you as an assistant coach, but very obviously very close with Paul, how like what is your role? How involved are you when it comes to negotiations or trying to covet UFAs or putting giving your input to to the head guy on on what you think the team needs? Well, you know what? I've been in the industry a long time, right? Uh, Jumbo, like ten, this was this would be twenty years with, uh, or just past twenty, which is crazy <laughs> to think about. Yeah. You know, twenty one years kind of in this league and. Um, I was pretty fortunate, even in Calgary, you know, being the captain and having a great relationship with Brad Bannister, that I was a part of those conversations. Um, but again, when you look at uh, the teams that are successful, I think, uh, and Paulie's done an exceptional job, obviously, Landon. We have Landon as well, Landon Miller, but Paul Day. And yeah, we, we are a part of those conversations because, again, I think they, um, you know, you, you, you pride yourself on the people that you work with and everybody has an opinion and everybody's kind of pulling on that same rope. So, um, that's been Paul's approach, and, and quite frankly, that was the approach when I was with New England as well. Um, but I think that's most people's approach is they want to include um, the staff that they have in place, and you're, you're in place for a reason, right? Because you're trusted and um, you have some knowledge about the game, obviously, in, in your specific area. But I think uh, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, 100% I've been included in some of those conversations, and um, I think that's that's – it's good for me, you know. I mean, keeps yeah. me involved, obviously, and it's. Uh, but again, I, I, it's been a lot of fun. And I and I know you're not going to go into specifics on on players that you're talking to and 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 what have you. But maybe you can approach it this way, Tracy. Can can you identify where you guys think you need to improve a little bit? Uh, it, it can be, it can but it, is that giving it yeah, away I, if you if you say that? Like, I I understand. No, I I don't know. I don't know. Like again, I think anybody, anybody that looks at any team, you can, you can always say you can always have some upgrades potentially. But to be honest with you, with the way we played last year, like I think, uh, you know, from my perspective on the offensive side of it, I was thrilled with the, the group of guys we had, and then all of a sudden you had a guy like McIntosh. I'd hate to say that we're content there because contentment gets you, yeah. um, quite, quite frankly, doesn't get you anywhere. So I, again, we're always looking to see what we can do to, and, and to. to to make our team better, right? And I, I know Paulie's always doing that. And um, with that being said, we we also we're very comfortable with the group that we have. So um, fair enough, fair yeah, enough. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. I uh, I think I'd be foolish to say that we we definitely are looking at this piece or that piece because then I, I'm not selling anybody short that we currently have. So it, it is what it is. And again, I know we are completely happy with the group we have. Um, and the strides we took last year, and we, we're a young team, so we're going to continue taking strides, and we're going to continue to learn. And um, and I know, like I said, Paulie and Landon are going to do their job to continually look at 
pieces that'll make us uh, a championship team if, if we're if we're not already, which I think we are. Yeah, I, I want to go back and talk about last season because uh, I know you said you guys are content with the group you have. Uh, the few games, you know, before everything happened and the season was cut short, uh, you guys kind of lost a few in a row, and then you had that incredible Georgia game uh, as the last game the Wings played last season uh, where they, they won. But how, like, realistically, did you see that team – making it far in the postseason uh, had things continued. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I, I look at, uh, again, if I, I didn't, then I'd be, I'd be selling our team short. But again, I look at I look at everything in big picture, right? And I look at the year before and kind of where we were even, you know what I mean? Like we, we lost, uh, I think there was eight games um, in, in our first year by one or less goals. And some of those games we were leading in the fourth quarter. So we, we definitely thought we had the pieces in place. Yes, we were young. Um, and obviously, with the way we came out of the gates this year, I thought was uh, very indicative of kind of even the season we had before. Like what we what we expected, guys to kind of fight through some of those uh, some of those jitters and some of those early mishaps that we had in the year before. So, to answer your question, 100%, I thought we were in a spot to win a championship uh, last year, um, especially when you look at that Georgia game in the sense that in its entirety, we were down a bunch. You know, and then to come back and, and kind of uh, find a way to win that game um, and the way we did and the fashion we did, um, I, I think it was very indicative of the team that we have and the confidence that we have. In it. And it, it, I think, if anything, it, it gave us even more confidence to say, hey, we have, we're here, we've arrived, and uh, we want to contend for a championship in the NLL. Speaking with Tracy Koleski, Philadelphia Wings. Uh, okay, let me let me go at you this way then, TK. If you don't want to talk about players, maybe <laughs> quit me... looking at my cards. Quit looking at my cards, Jumbo. I learned I learned euchre from the best, man. Uh, tell <laughs> talk to me about maybe some of the players on your roster from last year that you felt took a step forward and, and impressed you and you look for that trajectory to continue. Like I, I look at Matt Rambo right now and, and what he's doing down in Utah. And I know that's field lacrosse and we're talking box lacrosse, but he is a guy that has steadily progressed since joining the national lacrosse league. I look at Isaiah Davis, Allen, who impressed me last year. Maybe you talk about a couple of guys that, that you think uh, have a real high ceiling on the wings. Well, I, I'll go to the front uh, front door because that's, that's my job. But again, you, you mentioned Matt Rambo and, you know, we have exit meetings with, with guys and last year and leading up to this year, you know, his, his objective is to be the best player in lacrosse, in, in lacrosse whether it's be, whether it's field lacrosse or the NLL. Um, and, and like, he's, he's such a pleasure to work with. And I don't want to put too much air on his tires because in case he's listening to this, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's listening. He's listening. Yeah. <laughs> but like, again, like, the, the sky's the limit with him, right? Like he's, He's absorbing everything. Again, he doesn't have a whole lot of box experience, but like just how much he's every almost every time he steps on the field, he's getting better. And with that being said, I think um, a big part of the offense is uh, we all know on the offensive side of this how guys play with one another, right? And I think as we continue to um, guys are getting accustomed to what people's tendencies are. Um, that that whole group grows, right? So I looked at Blaze, and you know he probably arguably had his best game of the year, his last game of the year. And some of the some of those challenges are sometimes with with our group is, is confidence and timing and, and figuring all that out and putting the pieces together. So we're we're definitely um, getting to a part a point in with our group that guys are familiar with one another. They're starting to understand. I think maybe some of my system stuff that I want to run. Um, and working more collaboratively together, so and that makes a big difference, uh, right, Trace? Like the co- the chemistry, oh. the cohesion, the 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 knowledge of the language that you're trying to use, like all of that makes a big, big difference. Well, it, it, it's a part of the puzzle, right? And you know, when you're putting all everything together, and I know, like I said, but I'll go back to year one when Paulie drafted, and you know, the expansion draft and the guys we picked. I think he picked a group of guys that that he looked at um, that would. Um, Make, make people around them better, right? And, and work what will work well together within a system. Uh, ultimately, you know, I've always broken the game the game down into, you know, uh, like ones, twos, and threes per se, not to divulge too much, but too much into it. But yeah, your ones are your primary ball handlers, your twos are your guys that are kind of playing those scenes, and your threes are the guys that are inside banging and doing all those things. And mm-hmm. we've collectively, like, Paulie did that from the get go, right? He put 
he put that group like that a group of those players together. Um, and then obviously when you had a guy like Corey Vitarelli last year, I think that was a big uh, a big part of our success as well. A guy who's been, you know primarily working from the inside out. Josh again had a great year for us, being that that three guy being an inside uh, presence and a pest to play against. So. Um, and again, back to that, uh, guys working in collaboration with one another. I think it was starting to become really more comfortable for them and understanding each other's tendencies. And then, um, when you go on the backside of it, you, you mentioned Isaiah, but you know, Patsy, Sharves, guys that yeah. were young, like they're, they're, they're young players. Like and that came in the year one and really, um, had a lot of, uh, we put a lot of responsibility on their shoulders. Um, and quite frankly, they did a fantastic job, but again, as they mature, um, where they, I think we almost forced them to mature quicker because again, the, the situation we threw them in because we knew they could handle it. Right. And in year two, they're they're all of a sudden becoming more confident with their abilities and they can read off one another as well as far as what what each other's tendencies are. So um, again, I, I really like the makeup and kind of how we've approached it, and that's um, and again, the players have, have bought into it as well. So uh, you mentioned young players, and I know you guys, especially Paul, you know, loves the Peterborough Lakers guys, but then he also, uh, I don't even want to call it taking risks, but he brings in guys like Rambo and Baptiste and Blaze. Um, I guess looking ahead to the draft, do you guys, and I know you said you like to keep your cards close to your chest. But Devin maybe you wants Amen. Devin me. wants you to draft Amen, yeah. Tracy. That's Tracy, where she's going. <laughs> you stole my question. <laughs> wow. I guess. Okay. Well, yeah. That that was my question, more or less. Do you, do you guys have you even talked about the draft that's coming up? I know we haven't even announced the date of it yet, but uh, like looking ahead, do you see the wings kind of trying to get more of those guys? Like I don't know, Amen, for example, <laughs> uh, hypothetically. It's pretty good. <laughs> well, no, I think. No, I, again, he, I'll be honest with you. Like, there's, we're always looking. And again, he's a kid that uh, he certainly caught my attention watching some of the PLL games. And again, he was on our radar, anyways, knowing that he's he's a Philly or Philly area kid. Um, but to answer that question, I I think like 100. Like we, I think the games, um, and Jumbo, you can attest to this. The games changed a ton. Yeah. Um, over the last decade right? for the better and, for the um, better yeah oh, oh no 100 percent where you know back in when i played you know even like i'll go back to like the start of my career where it was a lot of pick and rolls and there's a lot of um and it wasn't nearly as fast as of a game but i think it was more tactically yeah. um man to man sound. yeah man to man and it was like the bumps and the pick and roll game like our game has changed i think uh substantially over the years and i think it's more catering to um, you know, big, strong, athletic, and and those types of players. So, 100, we're we're looking at again what our needs are, um, but how we can bring these guys in and, and teach them some of the subtleties, like like the Rambles, like the Baptiste, like the Isaiahs, right? So, 100, um, 100 to answer that question, Devin. I like is, has his name been brought to the table? I'd be foolish to say it hasn't, and I'm sure everybody's kind of. Doing, bucket, at him amen, Philadelphia Wings, done deal. Uh, they're taking him in the draft. Heard it here first. Last one here for you, Trace, before I let you go. Appreciate your time. My phone's blowing up. Paul, yeah. like, what are you doing, TK? Like I said, I'm sure everybody's looking at him after the, the, you know, what he's doing with the, in the PLL, right? Yeah. So 100%. No worries. Very uh, very Derek Malowski-ish, the way he passes the ball, if, uh, if I could compare him to somebody maybe. Think? His backhand, uh, his yeah. backhand is more of a backhand, not a behind uh, a little you know, serve, the waist, little like, like Deeker used to throw. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, let me give you, or let me let you give uh, a shameless little plug out here to your lacrosse company, Evolve. I know uh, my buddy out here, Blair Bradley, has taken over the the BC duties, and United Lacrosse League uh, getting ready to start up here for the youngsters. Uh, tell me about how this all came to be, and and how's things going with Evolve with with COVID and everything. Yeah, I know we, uh, yeah, no, our company is, I think, uh, continuing to grow and it's always continuing to grow both in the East Coast and West Coast. Um, the United Lacrosse League is something that um, I've been thinking about for a number of years. And obviously when things happen and things slow down and uh, our focus necessarily wasn't revolving around Evo because we couldn't, um, I, you know, I got together with uh, with Stu Brown, who runs arguably, you know, 
the next biggest, if not the biggest, uh, club last program in, in the pro- in, in Canada. Yeah. So we, uh, it was a little bit self-serving in the sense that we wanted to make sure that our players, our membership had a, a some somewhere to play. But with that being said, it's it's like how can we continue to do our job of growing the game, right? And one of the things we felt there was a need for in both Ontario and BC was, um, you know, a league that that has all the elite players playing it, you know what I mean? And how can we, how can we present a platform that provides players um, uh, an opportunity to play with other elite players throughout the, you know, the entire province. We, we always travel to the U S and that's what, you know, my company does evolve does, but it's like, we have so many talented players that hey, maybe aren't playing evolve, maybe aren't playing edge, maybe aren't playing whatever. Uh, so how can we get all these kids like-minded kids, put them in a, in a pocket and, and provide that platform so they can compete locally yeah. um, within their within their area. So that, that, the longer the short of it, that's what we did. Um, we had over a 1,000 people apply in Ontario, and I know that the response has been awesome in BC as well. Um, we're rolling it out. Um, Blair, I just actually got off the phone with Blair, and, um, you know, they were ecstatic with how their 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 – their program rolled out yesterday, oh, but again, it's, it's it's getting great people involved, and again, providing kids a platform. So, um, no different than you know, get the PLL and you know, even the NLL. The things that we're doing to grow our game, like I, I couldn't be more uh, excited about you know where the NLL is going with the leadership that we have and the vision that we have. It's um, again, yeah, I look at the PLL and kind of what they're doing, and yeah. say, well. If I'm doing it at the grassroots level, and it's not necessarily grassroots because we do cater somewhat to the city elite kids. Sure. Um, but how can we do our part to continue to grow this game and create a lot of excitement for the for the youth players that are playing it? And, and lo and behold, that's what we did with the ULL. So we're really excited about it and seeing how it's going to roll out in year one here. Well, uh, speaking of great people, Trey, you need a, like an announcer to just kind of travel around to the tournaments and, and call games for you guys. Uh, I'm available, man. I've got two great ones on the phone right now. We um, can, yeah, we get both of you guys signed up. There you go. There Devin, you go. Devin, you, can't, you, you can't travel to Canada, though. I think the borders are still yeah, uh, closed. Yeah, no, okay. we're not letting you in. Not letting you in. <laughs> I'll find a way. Okay. I'll find a way. Tracy, uh, great <laughs> chat, man. Good to catch up, and uh, hope you're well, and uh, hope to see you sooner than later. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, guys. I appreciate Likewise. it. Likewise. Thanks. Tracy Koleski, Peterborough, Ontario, coach of the Philly Wings, and uh, right in the thick of it with free agency going on. Not not showing his cards, as he said there, Devin, but uh, you can guarantee Paul Day, Tracy, and and, and Landon, the gang, are, are involved uh, heavily with, with some unrestricted free agents right now. Yeah, I'm excited to see what their next move is. And he gave us some insight into what they're thinking for the draft. There I'm go. still going to hold on to that snippet of info. <laughs> Grant Amen, Philadelphia Wing. You heard it here first. Let's yeah, take a quick. Let's take a quick break. Quarter three coming up. Quick sticks and under review. We will go. Keep it right here. Episode ninety one. Lax Class Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores. Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're gonna have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores. Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com/tickets today. Hey, this is NLL Crew Chief Todd LaBranche. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class, episode 91 into the third quarter. Under review coming up, quick sticks coming up. But first, I got to tell you, the Vancouver Warriors... Nothing's offside. Man, were the Vancouver Warriors busy over the weekend? Signing guys, free agents, uh, locking restricted free. They were busy. It was Dan Richardson. Uh, we'll touch on it here in Quick Sticks momentarily, but uh, they get Joel McCready back into Bunch of stuff going on with the Warriors at NLL Warriors and Twitter and Instagram. VancouverWarriors.com. Nothing's offside. If you need to get a hold of somebody, 604-899-4625. 
And uh, somebody will try. i got to get a hold of Dave Camuzzi and, and find out what's happening with the ticket packages and all that sort of stuff. Got to be coming up quickly, so uh, we'll get that information for you sooner than later as well. All right, Devin. Um, there, so... <laughs> I have a list of unrestricted free agents. I have a list of restricted free agents, whether they are A1, A2, or A3. Don't ask me to explain it because I don't think I can do it. But I've been trying to keep up to date with everything that has been going on, who has been signed, who has not been signed, who has left unrestricted. So I am just going to run down all these. I may have missed one or two. Uh, one or like the year might be wrong on one or two of that, but you'll get the idea. Bear with me. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it for the people. I suppose is why I'm doing it. Here <laughs> we go. And and uh, once I'm done, if there's anything you want to chime in on as far as signings go, Devin, have at her. But okay, here, I feel t- like you need a drum roll. Yeah, here. I'm gonna so like many. take like a massive deep breath here and then just give her. Okay, so okay, <laughs> here we go. Ethan O'Connor, one year. Billy Hostreiser, one year. Connor Sellers, Wiedemann, both get two. Keogh, one. Alex Pace, one. Mike Byrne, two. Reed Reinhold, one. Rubish, one. Hutchcraft, one. Dilks gets franchised. Adam Jones, one year. Challen Rogers, seven years. Challen Rogers, seven of them. Stephen Orleman, two. Camisio, two. Campbell, soupy. That's uh, Scott in Halifax, one year. Fryer, new member of the Warriors, goaltender, deep in the West Coast. Wild, two years. Downs, one year. Cree, five years. Jamie Dowick handing out 12 years worth of contracts to two guys. Five for Cree, seven for Rogers. My goodness. Will Malcolm, two years. Eric Turner, two years. Downing, I already said. See, I had him down twice. Oh, no. Derek Downs is the They're other two. one. They're two. Yeah. Downs yeah. and Downing. Don't get them confused. Uh, both signing contracts. One one year. The other one is one year as well. So you can get that confused. Tanner Thompson, two years. Mariner, one year. Uh, what else do I got here? Jay Carlson signed as a free agent to San Diego. Fryer to the Warriors. Already said it. Tamas, two years to Colorado. Barker, Lucchesi, one year to Vancouver. Those are two separate people, Owen Barker, and I can't remember Lucchesi's first name. Noah Richards to San Diego. Connor Kieran in San Diego. Edwards, New England. Uh, years in Georgia. Benny, no, that's Garrett McIntosh, two years in Vancouver. Colton Porter, two years. And Adrian Sorichetti, one year. I think that's all the signings I had. Yes, one year in Sask. Is, uh, the Riptide kind of lose out on that deal there by not franchising Adrian Sorichetti. They will get some compensatory picks there, or maybe one or two. I'm not sure how that works, but a uh, bit of a tough pill there for the Riptide yeah. to trade Bomberry away and then not be able to sign Sorichetti. But I know Adrian is ultra happy to be back in Sask home is what he likes to call it yeah. uh, in Saskatchewan. So Rush Nation super pumped about that as well. Uh, I suppose uh, Rogers and Cree kind of stick out like sore thumbs with the, the term. Any other signings? The term, the, the, the Toronto Rock, uh, really loving those those long-term deals. Uh, but Challen Rogers is amazing, so definitely deserves those, those seven years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Callum Crawford, you say New York Riptide lost out. They signed arguably the league's best player right. for two years. Yeah. Uh, and then we had that drama between the New England Black Wolves and the Halifax Thunderbirds. <laughs> I love, over I love, how, I love how you refer to it as drama. <laughs> well, see, I hear okay, you. I, I, I refer. <laughs> let, let me give some background. I refer to this as drama because – I don't know if you follow the Thunderbirds on, on social media, but they can be a bit Of course I, I do. I yes, of course I do. It's hilarious. Shout out to Dana and, and Chuck. But uh, they kind of tweeted something out yesterday saying, like, they had unfinished business. They mm-hmm. signed the goalie of the year. And that the Black Wolves had 72 hours to match the offer. Well, the Black Wolves announcing, while we were recording this podcast, actually, uh, announcing that they, in fact, did counter the offer and, or excuse me, match the offer, uh, tweeted that they finished the business for you. 
We finished the business for you, Halifax Thunderbirds. I love it. I love a good little Twitter banter. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than two teams speaking at each other on Twitter. I absolutely Mm -hmm. and it kind of started like I want to say with the Vegas Golden Knights when their when their Twitter account opened and they were just like chirping everybody that they could do like when they started and i think that's when other teams are kind of like oh well if they're doing it i guess it's okay and then other teams started right doing it. so i want to give yeah. vegas a little credit for that but i love a, a good twitter battle between two teams and, and chuck is absolutely fantastic with uh, the thunderbirds account no question about it and and i don't think there was any question that new england was going to match the term on on dougie or match the contract for dougie for reigning goaltender of the year and of course you know <clears throat> excuse me they gave up the the two first rounders to get bouquet if you remember way back when and now he's with the riptide and they made their decision that dougie was going to be their guy and and then they they you know they lose crop they could not afford to lose Doug Jameson so I knew they were always going to mm-hmm. match they probably did it begrudgingly but I was a little surprised to see Halifax even make that offer with the way Warren Hill played for them last year I thought they were just fine in goal but uh, Kurt Stiers mm-hmm. uh, making a little waves out there in, in uh, California and uh, doesn't doesn't work out but uh, Dougie's going to be a Black Wolf still. So news yeah. there. A uh, couple other things here on Quick Sticks. Got a long list here, uh, but I won't spend too much more time. The Ontario Junior A Lacrosse League. I don't know if you saw this, Devin, but uh, have decided mm-hmm. that they are going to give junior players another year. Twenty. They're going to twenty-two. So I know this may be a little convoluted, but midget, which is the division below junior, extended there age group so they bumped it up a year so Ontario said well if you're doing that then we're going to add a year on to our juniors as well but the thing about it all is that this is not Canadian Lacrosse Association approved this is not Ontario Lacrosse Association approved either this is the league and team owners of these teams saying this is what we're doing and we don't care what you think of it it's happening so now Mm -hmm. they are not eligible currently to play for the Minto Cup, which is the prize chalice for Junior A lacrosse here in Canada. And normally they play against provinces like BC and Alberta for that title who are still under these rules of junior players only being able to go up to 21. But now that this has happened, I kind of feel like Alberta and BC are probably going to follow suit and change their rules as well. And then you know what's going to hit the fan with the CLA and, and the BCLA and the OLA and all the rest of it. So I think this is just the tip of the iceberg as far as uh, the landscape changing of summer lacrosse here. And Ontario, the Junior League, has uh, kind of drawn the line in the sand here, and we'll see how the rest of it plays out. Um, I told you that Lax Class, the merch, was going to be up at the Lacrosse Flash Team Store. It's a done deal. Get on there, lacrosseflash.com. Check out the Team Store. You can now buy Lacrosse Classified T-shirts on there. I expect you to buy one of each, Devin, and more to come. I as was far just going to say, do, go ahead. do I get free merch? Uh, free merch. I don't even get free merch. Free. So I, I don't know how you're getting free merch. <laughs> But I may be, like, oh, in the mar- – I could, like, trade you for some NLL stuff maybe. I asked Petit to, like, send me a couple of golf polos for Atna and still checking my mail on the daily, but uh, no uh, no NLL merchandise in there from from Philadelphia. Well, if I had NLL merch to send, okay. I would okay. send it to you. Well, uh, anyways, <laughs> Lax Flash Team Store Lacrosse Classified T-shirts now available for your purchasing pleasure. I suggest you do that. Jason Crosby and Pat Jones named assistant coaches with the Riptide. This is a little bit of old news here, but uh, still new because we didn't mention it last week. Crosby, Pat Jones, uh, two longtime NLLers joining Dan Latissour on the Riptide bench. So that's good. I like those hires. And I know something that you liked, Devin, was the fact that uh, the the Warriors in particular are, are looking at some American field guys to sign and try and crack their NLL roster. And we're starting to see a little more of the San Diego signing a couple guys as well. Yeah, yeah. And the Riptide actually just did as well. Uh, and, like, there's so many great players in the field game that, honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't even recognize that name. So it's just exciting to see, like, guys kind of, wanting to try their hand at box across, even if they don't have uh, too much experience 
in it. So you you do love to to see the game grow. And I've also loved, you know, watching some of our guys play in both the MLL and PLL, uh, particularly, you know, the Canadian guys who uh, switched over this year. And and it just feels like watching an entirely new fan base discover them. Like people are like freaking out over, you know, Josh Courier and Zach Courier. And it's like, yeah. I feel like NLL people are like, well, yeah, we knew they were good, but you know, I, was, I, was, I had to, I had to laugh at the the PLL announcer talking about Curtis Dixon and how he's starred in the indoor, oh starred in the indoor game, uh, you know, refusing to say NLL essentially, which I think is completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But talking about Curtis Agreed. Dixon, like he, you know, wasn't a star at Delaware and hasn't played world lacrosse for Team Canada, <laughs> winning a world championship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, indoor star Curtis Dixon, I found that a, a little bit funny. But uh, no, it's been great. I, I, it's been I great. did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of all these new players, uh, expansion team coming into the National Lacrosse League, Fort Worth, and that team needs a name. So, we're going to figure that out right now as we're going. Under review. It's time for Under Review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under Review, brought to you by G. Wilson Construction. Building uh, fine custom homes. It's their single focus. They're an award-winning firm. Um, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story last uh, few days there. Uh, Wilson's uh, opened the back gate for me while they were away working hard. I had the day off uh, just chilling out there by the pool at the Wilson's place by myself. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I think I'm going to do more of that as as we roll on in August here. So I appreciate that coming from the Wilsons. And if you want to work for G. Wilson Construction, go to gwilsonconstruction.com, upload your resume, tell them you heard it on Lax Class, and then uh, expect a call from the boss and, and maybe start your career in the construction business. Under review, and because uh, we had a, a long quick sticks there, Devin, we want to keep under review fairly short here on episode 91. But Fort Worth coming out with uh, the news expansion team. We're heading to Dickey's Arena in North Texas here. I'm fired up about this, but uh, the Fort Worth mm-hmm. franchise needs a name. And I've seen a bunch of good ones. Now, I know they are called the Panther City, so I think that's the front runner. So let's take Panthers off the board. I wouldn't. I'd be okay if it was Panthers. Like I, I don't really think Panther when I think Texas. So I don't know why it's called the Panther City. But I would like to see something well, a little more Western flavored myself. What do you think? Yeah, I I, I probably can't uh, weigh in here too much because okay. oh you know um, you know okay I do, you know I do know. Uh, but I will ask you, Jake, did you ever watch the show Friday Night Lights? Oh, I did. I did. Not religiously you like did. some people, but I I did watch you know like chunks of that that show. Yes. Well, first of all, great show to anyone listening. You should check it out. Uh, <laughs> okay. this, this segment not sponsored by Friday Night Lights. Right. But they were called, they're obviously based in, in Texas, and they were called uh, the Panthers. Oh. I, mean, I didn't realize that uh, until either. someone pointed it out uh, in, like, an Instagram comment on an NLL post. They were like, oh, that's, like, the Friday Night Lights. I believe the high school is, like, Dylan Panthers. So, yeah, I don't know the connection there. Huh. Um Got to be a reason. I could probably look it up and find out. You know, I could probably look. But let's just say, okay, it's, I don't know if it is Panthers. Could be, could not be. But let's say it's not. If you had to nominate, say, two other names, what what would they be? Okay, okay. Um, So I really like Stampede because I believe it was Pat Gregoire brought up a good point where it'd be an – immediate rivalry with calgary you know oh yeah. calgary has i think it already every is. year and oh yeah yeah i think even on the press conference right they they're talking western nights and yeah Brower. yeah they're yeah. they're already talking yeah. about calgary yeah okay so wranglers. I really like stampede. oh sorry you said stampede. Um, oh i like the, i mean i like the wranglers too <laughs> that sure, was one of mine that, that was one of mine yeah wranglers <laughs> stampede okay you got any others uh, well, along that theme, someone mentioned Longhorns, and you know I don't love it just because that's already kind of taken by Texas uh, mm. and um, but 
uh, wait, am I having Longhorns? Yeah, that's the Texas University. No, no, that's UT. Yeah, Yeah, okay. okay. That's the orange and the Um, the white ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey's school. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I like going along the themes of, you know, yeah. CMP. Wranglers, bra- I've heard Brahmas. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to go Cowboys. Don't don't want to do that. But, uh, yeah, I kind of like the Western yeah. theme, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, since you know, you, you, don't, you, I, you can't tell us, obviously, but can you tell us when they're going to tell us what the name is? Uh, I believe sooner rather than later. Okay. But no official date. Yes, I no. can't give an exact date. All but right. You definitely won't have to I don't want to get you in trouble. Months. I know how that goes. <laughs> I know how that goes. Uh, okay, yeah, well, yeah. we'll just have to wait along with everybody else for the new name for the Fort Worth franchise, Team 14 in the National Cross League. And uh, listen, I don't think Team 15 and even maybe Team 16 are too far behind Team number 14. So stay tuned Mm -hmm. on that as well. Three quarters are now complete here on Episode 91, which means just one left to go here. And it's the best one. It's the fourth quarter. It's time for Who You Got on the Other Side. Keep it right here. Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is John Gertler, the voice of the Buffalo Bandits. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Back on episode number 91, Lax Class into the fourth quarter, which means no more breaks here on Lacrosse Classified. Thanks for hanging with us. Jake Elliott, Devin Caney with you. By the way, next week, uh, Philadelphia now off the board, which means that only New England Georgia and Calgary remain. And I have next week's co-host. I have next week's guest already lined up. I was very proactive this weekend. Brandon Glasheen will co-host with me and Daryl Gibson. So we're back-to-back coaches here on Lax Class. Uh, Brandon Glasheen and Daryl Gibson for episode 92. What do you think of that? Love it. All right. Love it. Love uh <laughs> I always call him BJ Glass, uh Brendan Glashine. He's a character and also uh Yeah. Great commentary. Yeah, he's he's something. He's something. So I'm looking forward to that. Lots to talk about with uh with Gibby and with BJ Glass. So we'll look forward to that. <laughs> But uh, we got to get to who you got. And, of course, who you got brought to you by Stampede Tech and Western Wear. They've been known for having Canada's best variety of Western and cowboy boots. But did you also know they carry a great selection of work and CSA-approved boots as well? Boots for the job site, both for men and women. Blundstones or bogs. Or for all-day comfort, there's Work Hog by Ariat. And you can even support Canadian with CSA styles from Boulay. That's my French accent, by the way. Or Canadian West Boots. Stampede.ca. We're shopping online, still shopping local. Out there in Cloverdale since 1966. Who you got? Four more fights coming here. We got these four and then four more in round two. And then we're on to round three. But here we go. Nikki Billick still unsigned by the Vancouver Warriors. Bilic, I should call him. I started calling him Billick way back in his career. Nick doesn't care, like about it, but Bilich is the right pronunciation. So Nick Bilich going up against the goaltender here in Cannonball, Patty Campbell, former Toronto Rock and others. Uh, he was a nut bar in the crease. Bilich, Campbell, Devin, you can use a coin here. You can take my advice. I can give you a little inside information on these two, or you can just pick a guy. It's up to you. Who you got? <laughs> All right, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to need some more info on, on Campbell. Okay, so Campbell, like, he more or less, like, if you came near his crease, he was probably going to swing his stick at you first, and then off came the gloves, and he would just try and, like, spear you to the ground and, and then ground and pound. That was kind of Patty's mantra there. Like, he would just snap, and then, it, like, you didn't know what to expect out of him. And Bielich, you so know, he was he, a goalie. Yeah, but he would like uh, he fought than more than some players. Like he was nuts. Good goalie too. I mean, I, I think I have to go with him. A goalie who's going to throw down like that. Yeah. 
You can't say no. Okay. I I mean, uh, I got to go with with, uh, the Serbian Eagle here. Nick was the very first pro lacrosse player I ever signed when I started scouting for Minnesota back in the day. So I have a a longstanding relationship here with with the Eagle, and I got to take Nick in this one. And uh, I know we got a lot of Vancouver Warrior listeners on on Lacrosse Classified here, Devin. So I'm going to say that Nick gets through to round three here as he's going to punch out a goalie which might not be the first time he's ever done that. So we'll see how that one plays okay. out. Uh, coming up next, right. Soupy, newly signed one more year for Scott Campbell. I don't know. It's like 18 years or something. for Campbell. It's crazy. <laughs> Scott Campbell going up against a former beloved Philly wing here, Devin. I don't know if you know too much about this guy, but he was a Philly wing back in the Jeff Snyder days, and those guys just wreaked havoc at the spectrum. Thomas wow. Hayek. Going up against Scott Campbell here. Who you got? I think I know. Well, this is like really tricky because looking at these names, I immediately was like, oh, I got to go with Scott Campbell. But, but now you know I Thomas know. is a wing. Yeah, that's tough. I know. Like, and I, I don't know. I, I think I still have to go with Soupy. Okay. I, I got to go with him. I, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with Soupy too here because I got to know Soupy a little bit last year when he was traded to Saskatchewan. Really like Scott Campbell a lot. And, uh, Quite frankly, I coached against Hayek back in junior, and I didn't like him all that much. So I'm not, I'm not gonna. Oh. Pick, I didn't. I'm not gonna pick. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a little personal, a little personal. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so we're both taking so soupy. Should, what? Jake, we should add your name in here, Jake Elliott. Oh, I already got knocked Thomas. out. I got knocked out in round one. I'm out. I was okay, in, okay. and I got knocked out in round one <laughs> by uh, okay. Scotty Psycho McMichael. Uh, that's who I lost to, so no no shame there. He's an wow. absolute legend, yeah. When you get a handle like Psycho, I don't have a problem <laughs> losing to a guy with, with that handle. So I'm out. Yeah, uh, yeah. McMichael coming up next week, though, in round two fights. Uh, stay tuned for that. So two down, two to go here. Rob DeZormo, former Victoria Shamrock, so guaranteed as we, as we continue to pick on Jenner here, he will he will pick the X-Man. I actually fought DeZormo back in my day. Uh, and he's going wow. up against Tim Bomber. Timmy Bomber, this guy was a massive human being and played for the Six Nations Chiefs. 90s, mid-90s, I want to say. So both these guys kind of from the same era here, and uh, I don't think either of these guys would have a problem fighting each other. I don't know who's going to win this fight. Who do you got? Who you got, Devin? You know, I'm not familiar with either of these guys, but I love Brendan Bomberry. I love Tyson Bomberry, so I'm going to go with Tim Bomberry. I have no idea if he's even related to them, but uh, uh, I just somewhere like the last name. <laughs> yeah, some, it is a wicked last name. Like if you, That's a great lacrosse last name bomberry uh, yeah, cam bomberry there's there's a ton of bomberry so sooner or uh, somewhere down the line i'm sure they're related somehow i think that's the way that works if you have the same last name you go back far enough sooner or later you're going to find a relief uh three <laughs> down one yeah. to go and you'll you'll probably know one of these guys you probably won't know one of these guys daryl Singbell, who uh was a former coquitlam adnac never made it to the national lacrosse league uh, I, I've coined him the biggest redneck in this uh, fighting tournament. Like, used a gun rack in the back of his pickup truck to hold his lacrosse stick while he drove to the game. That's that's Daryl Singbell in a nutshell, oh, wow. right there. And okay. he's going up against the Mimico Mauler, the babyface killer. I got this guy going to the finals, Rory Smith. Who you got? Um. You know, I I'm gonna go with Rory Smith. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Well, Rory Smith <laughs> that's, was yeah. Hey, that sometimes that's all it takes. But Rory Smith, yeah. may, arguably the best fighter of all time in lacrosse. Like this guy was an absolute animal. Like just a killer, and so technical he okay. could knock you. Out. Like he was real. Check out if you haven't, just go to YouTube and just put in Rory Smith fights, and you're gonna like see a lot of 
uh, fisticuffs there for Rory. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay, I told you I, I had a no. feeling, and the feeling was right. Yeah, you're, I, I think like, you're. I, I think feel like he was good. Yeah, I think this this vote here, Smith against Singbell. I think we're we're talking like eighty plus percent for Rory uh, when the vote goes down here. So Rory should be moving on, and we will have four more fights for you next week on episode ninety two with BJ Glash and Daryl Gibson. And some more beauties coming up, actually. So, yeah, just next week, and then round two is done. We're on to round three, and it won't be long before we crown a champion here in the greatest box across fighter of all time. Looking forward to it. Devin, uh, I know you were a little trepidatious about uh, co-hosting. You did it. It's done. We're over. Congratulations. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> we did it. I made it. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Jake. This was so much fun. It was. Uh, I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for doing it. Uh, big thanks to Tracy Koleski for coming on the program as well. To our fabulous sponsors, Stampede Tag, Vancouver Warriors, Associated Labels and Packaging, G. Wilson Construction. Support our sponsors. Support the podcast. That's how it works. Don't forget uh, PVL.com has a 30% off for 30 days going right now, plus the Lacrosse Classified 20 promo code. Use that as well. Get your best supplements on the market through pvl.com. Thanks to you, the loyal listener, for checking out Lax Class every single week. We'll be back next Tuesday right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Follow me at PXP for Sports. The show is at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram, at Lax Class on Twitter. Miss Devin Caney, how can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. My name is spelled D-E-V-A-N-K-E-K-A-N-E-Y. K-A-N-E-Y. Uh, same thing on Twitter, just with the TV on the end. So uh, follow me on socials if you want some info on the National Lacrosse League. There you go. Super easy. Thanks to Devin Caney for co-hosting. Yeah. I've been Jay Kelly. Thanks for listening. Lacrosse Classified is now done for the fastest game on two feet. And for the creator, we'll talk to you next time. Stay safe and stay healthy, everybody.